Have a cup of tea. 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 Hello and welcome to Sugary Brew, a podcast in which Sugary Brew. Sugary Brew. I'm going to see if I can get away with doing the same things that we do when we're in the same room. Probably not, because you'll hear it. a second later, in the middle of your next sentence, and it will put you off. That's like in the future. A podcast in which Danny Sugar... That's me. And James Burr... That's you! <laughs> discuss life, the universe, and everything. We discuss films, music. We discuss not cricket, anything but cricket, and especially anything but football. Maybe a bit of cricket sometimes. Like I don't hello, mind. Hello, Anna. Much. How are you? How are you feeling? Say hello. Can't hear you. No, she can't hear oh, you. Yeah, that's actually. a good point. Hold on. <laughs> You're not recording, are you? I am recording. Oh, sorry. I, I always interrupt everything. I was, I was once listening to some music on headphones like that, and mm-hmm. I didn't know what the song was, so I shazammed it. <laughs> so I was holding so my phone were. out for shazam. <laughs> shazammed it, and there was yeah. How are you feeling? Oh dear. Okay. Good. Not too bad. Good. 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 Are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling good. I feel. I feel good. Okay. Sorry. Bye. Okay, I bye. thought you hadn't started yet. No, okay, we have bye. started. Okay. Bye. Right. So um, I got the headphones back. So how did you just know I was talking about a Telltale My Shazam anecdote? Because I could hear you through the outside of the headphone because I'm not deaf. All right. <laughs> so this week on Sugary Brew, oh, we're on doing Sugary Brew. <laughs> We're doing another remote <laughs> recording. Um, neither Danny nor neither Sugary nor Brewy, Brewy, are feeling particularly well. Um, I, no. I, I've I've got my second bout of of man flu in the space of a fortnight. Never really went away. Uh, Danny's got his first. Congratulations! Woo-hoo. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'd like to pop my man, man flu cherry. Um, <laughs> But Zoe's been quite unwell, hasn't she? Mm. So in, in New Zealand, which is literally where we are, that doesn't count as doxing. Now, my iPad just closed down. Does that mean the recording will close? No, it doesn't. Um, because we had lockdown a year ago, we were shielded from a lot of the, the bugs that went around. So this year... People are coming down with kids, especially are coming down with with um, pretty bad all, and all lingering sicknesses. There are um, hospitals that are pretty overrun, um, especially there's a respiratory virus that's gone past, gone round, which we think possibly Zoe caught. So she's had for for I think for probably ten days now. Initially, it was pretty bad snot, just feeling really gross, a really bad cough, and just in the last couple of days coming out of it, which is lovely. She's sleeping again, which means that Janie and I are sleeping Lovely. Again. Lovely. That's good. Congratulations. Lovely. So, yeah, that's, that's the update on that. That's good. I'm glad she's starting to feel better and sleep properly, and you're sleeping properly. Yeah. We're starting to sleep properly. We've had, like, Anna's had kind of fluey symptoms for over a week now, but, like, because we live in a village and we don't ever see anyone, we didn't suspect it might be corona, so we haven't bothered getting tests yeah. or anything. Because there is none in the community, and on top of that, we have no community. 
So, Anna's cough laughing. So, oh, oh your camera's gone off. Oh, uh, that's because I've got, I've just been told I've got 10% battery on my phone. Oh. That's handy, isn't it? That should you should probably plug it in. No, it'll be fine. It, wa- it probably won't. Probably will. Probably. All right. Well, let's yeah. talk fast, shall All we? All right. Hello. How are you? Um, so, so yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. I've regained uh, the use of one of my nostrils, which is progress. Which my right, your left. Right. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so we'll, we'll try and get through making an episode this week because it's already a day late and outrageous. Neither, neither of us are feeling great, and we're remote. But hopefully, we can hold it together for a short episode. Yeah. And tonight, tonight we we have a um, tonight's show is brought to you by Homebrew. Homebrew tea is homebrewed beer. It's a dark beer brewed by my brother's next door neighbour. My brother's doing um, Dry July, so he doesn't want it. Um, I'm not doing Dry July. So I do want it. So, yeah, fair enough. So that's and it's, how it's, is it? Very nice. It's a... I'm not drinking anything, so um, I'll just ask you about your black beer. It's very nice. It's um, kind of chewy, you know. It's got that that um, caramelly molasses. Yeah, molassesy kind of thick. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, I like it. Um, really. Yeah, very much. It's a stout. Um, and as it's homebrew, one can never quite tell what percentage it is. So if if, if uh, things get surreal, you know why. <laughs> Does it taste strong or weak? It tastes strong. Tastes strong. Yeah, no, it, it tastes like mm. uh, like it has heft. I'm not driving. Can you it. get an unhefty dark brew? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or is it, uh, is have... the, so the darkness isn't related to the heftiness? No, it's... it's um, what it's made of in it and the brewing right. process so do you know anything about the brewing mm. process or what's in it <laughs> I know absolutely nothing which is very helpful you should call him discussion. up get him on the show and to get him to explain his brewing process I think he's a guy that comes to the market and tries to engage me in archaeological talk because he found out that I studied archaeology and he's a, a very keen Amateur archaeologist, therefore, knows a lot more about archaeology than me. Because um, <laughs> so you're I, a student. Because I was I, I studied it for three years. Yeah, but I was a very poor student, and yeah. So it's, it's quite often in in my field, I disappoint people because, like with the fossils, they're expecting me to know, like a lot about it. So if another expert comes to me and starts talking about mm. you know what do you think about the permian mass extinction and did you think that da-da-da? i'm like yeah brilliant would it cost six bucks <laughs> that's mate. awkward you want it I, I, you know, I, 250 not... million years yeah. now shut up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i won't get one free well i mean what was it i can't remember what it was we were talking about the other day and um it was something to do with rocks or something me and Anna were, were walking and then we were chatting and then I was saying oh we should ask a scientist and then I was like oh I'll ask James he's a scientist <laughs> a bloke <laughs> that stands in the like, car park he's not, a, 
he's not a scientist. I was but like, no. yeah, he's, he's like a paleontologist or something. <laughs> he's an ologist. It's an ology. Yeah, he's an, it's an ology. More kind of science. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what it was we were talking about, but anyway. So, um, so that's today's guess... route. How about, Danny, how, how about we uh, stop this segment and, and join us in, in part two, where we will discuss, I think, a programme that Danny and I have both watched called Time, um, and we'll do another recording just in case anything goes wrong with this one. All right. Well, we'll be back after this. Welcome back. Welcome well, welcome back. back. Welcome to part 2 episode 3 season 2. I don't think I think we should drop the season 2 thing cuz so far of course we should. season 2's been a complete and utter shambles. <laughs> We've done Welcome back. Welcome to season 3 episode 1. So tell it telly minute Vinge hour telly minute. half half a 10 minutes or whatever, however long it takes. I think this is going terrifically Brilliant. well. Brilliant, yeah. We don't ever need to see each other again. Nah, not really. Um, Danny and Anna and Janie Pye and I both watched Time. Both four of us. Separately. All of us. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So Danny and Anna and Janie and I all watched Time, which is the new Jim Mc, Jimmy McGovern series, um, BBC series, starring Sean Bean and <coughs> Stephen Graham. Stephen fucking um, Graham. <laughs> I haven't sworn at all. You're the, you're the swearer. Brilliant. So it's a three-part um, drama. About, three one-hour episodes-ish. Exactly. About a um, life inside prison, um, a chap... Is um, Sean Bean's character Mark uh, Cobden is inside for killing someone drunk driving? Um, is that a spoiler? Graham. No, it comes out like the opening credits. Okay, I'm right. pretty sure it does. We'll try and avoid spoilers. Otherwise, I'm going to have to paste slather this whole thing with with Chernobyls, with Chernobyls, Chernobyls, um, or Chern <laughs> or Chernobyl. As David Attenborough exactly. likes to call it. As David Attenborough <laughs> alone in the human race calls it. I mean, he did um, make me question my... But although, you know, I don't talk like David Attenborough, so I guess I shouldn't question every word that I hear him say. <laughs> anyway, carry on. So, Turnable. So it's, it's Stephen Graham plays Eric McNally, who is... Um, Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham plays Eric McNally. Who's the the prison guard? Prison yes. Officer. So they're they're two the drama result. They're they're effectively two separate stories that coincide. Yeah, in, interlinked. Interlinked very um, only you know only for the fact that one's a prisoner and one's a screw in the same prison and they interact yeah. occasionally. It's yeah. not their stories and are in no way connected. Really, I. Oh, they're, they're connected, very much connected thematically. Um, the whole show is about um, what prison is for, whether it's for um, just punishment, whether it's for the rehabilitation of, of, of um, people. Um, the show's massively about redemption. The show's about 
um, the causes of crime, why people get into do atrocious things. Um, the show's about the nature of criminality and how we're all pretty close. You know, a couple of decisions, some split-second decisions, some lifetime decisions away from being in a situation like that. Um, the show 100% didn't make me think that I would like to spend any time in prison. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and obviously, just... and like a, a, an ongoing running part of the thing is that um, there's there's a youth counselling program that the prisoners yeah. um, discuss with the with the kids why it's not actually cool to be in prison. Yeah. Um, so it's it's good. I, I thought it was really good that it found time to work that in there too. That was a, that was a brilliant device. Um, for for getting to know more of the the inmates' stories, um, and there were some incredible moments. A character we meet quite early on as a cleaner in in um, Sean Bean's cell. His story really affected me, um, which we won't particularly go into. But he's he was a, a child murderer essentially. And a, a lot of uh, a common thread through the series is the balance between the relationship between the victims and the criminals, right? And how neither really knows. They're both 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 searching to to get an understanding of the other, or 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 not searching, or or being repelled by the other, but. But that it is, it is, it's always much more complicated than, you know. And the difference between the criminal and the victim is, like, quite often a, a knife edge. Like like you say, a very, yeah. you know, an accident or a decision. Or, you know, well, not accident, obviously. He was, he was drunk driving, <laughs> which caused, yeah. you know, caused an accident. But, but yeah, so those decisions um, and the how... Guilt and shame as well were, were explored beautifully um jimmy mcgovern wrote produced it um who jimmy mcgovern cracker accused broken the street so so gritty like a stalwart of british television um who doesn't do laughs no it's, it's not but it wasn't it wasn't ponderous at the same time although it wasn't there was no there's very little humour in it. It wasn't. It wasn't didactic, and it wasn't ponderous, and it wasn't um, hectoring. You know, I thought it was engaging. It was a really an uncomfortable watch. Oh, and it didn't take sides. I didn't think really. No, quite. Um, that, that, that was probably the very point of the thing was was that it didn't take yeah, sides. I think. Yeah. Um, quite often, and, and actually, like so. As an aside to this, Anna and I were having a discussion because before we started watching this, we almost started watching some other movie um, which presented itself as as kind of um, <clears throat> a, a testosterone fest, you know, like it. Yeah. And, and it occurred to me how like a lot of the movies that Anna doesn't like, it's not so much the violence and 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 stuff you know and there was plenty yeah. of testosterone in time but the series was very much about the characters not so much about the situation 
Whereas I find a lot of like testosterone filled action films or gangster films or, or, you know, those kinds of like films are, are quite often just about the situation and the characters of people you don't connect with or like in any yeah. way it's just the situation is there and you're just watching people kind of fall through it i think whereas films like you're talking about which you know a, a guy Ritchie films are a, are a good example of those um a kind of swaggering and that masculinity machiness is is very much um uh, something to brag about, right? Is celebrating that. I think this piece was a far more subtle and interesting um, analysis of masculinity. Mm. I mean, it, this all this was about was was masculinity and, yeah. and, and maleness and Stephen Graham's character, especially. You know, he was Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham's character. Um, <laughs> he he does pent up. Masculinity, masculinity, and tension and aggression and unable to show. He's really good, isn't he? Better than anyone. Yeah, he's superb. He's, he's like superb. watching a little little mastiff or like a little bulldog, just like just watching him move around. It, and obviously, like historically, we've seen him in a lot of roles where he is like a time bomb about to explode. Yeah. So. I guess that kind of maybe carries in the in the meta of watching him act, but or maybe he's just a fantastic actor. But he's he's like, and especially like, I enjoyed seeing him actually on the on the screw end, <laughs> if that if you pardon the expression. Um, I don't think I do pardon the expression. Okay, the uh, the uh, prison guard end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, rather than because it's. Obvious that he, he still it, brought he still oh, brought that intense that, intense inner in internal violence that is you know oh, yeah he's a very good actor but that, that's you another felt thing like he, he he could explode at any moment yeah still. um and even even the 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 very end which we won't give away of course but there's a little moment where it almost breaks through mm. right. For a split second, and that said a hell of a lot about his character. I thought that was superb acting. In the same way, I thought Sean Bean was 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 superb in this. I think he was. Who, who's the opposite? Complete opposite. He's like the everyman who goes to prison in this like horrible situation and doesn't know how to to cope or navigate the situation yeah. at all. He's and he does his that quietness. Brilliant. Yeah, and his torturedness, his deliberateness, his um, just. Guilt and shame was was superbly played, hmm. and I think in a in a way that it could be um, a parallel could be drawn with Kate Winslet in Mayor of Easttown. You know, he he he. It was a very gritty performance. You know, it was was there was none of the, you know, Boromirs and and Game of Thronesiness of it. it was, yeah, there was no glamour. It was quite like it was it was um, subtle. And very, so very, um, like, uh, uh, relatable. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, with with Stephen Graham being brilliant casting and also the entire situation, and, and one of the things that, after we watched the first episode, during the first episode, there are, especially very early on, there's some quite extreme um, scenes of violence, which, yeah. which Janie, like... Uh, struggled with and disliked 
Um, but I think, and I've I've had this in other other films and other series where just a moment uh, or a couple of moments like that very early on just set you up for that extreme sort of yeah. discomfort for the next three hours that yeah. it doesn't actually ever need to explode again, really, you know. Although it does in this case. It, there, there yeah, are, but not, not, not like again and again, no. like, um, you know, uh, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's not that testosterone excuse for for violence. It's just like, no. it's more about like, we're going to make you feel really uncomfortable that this could happen at any moment and then the yeah. rest is drama, which I, I just thought was very good. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's that, it's, it's just psychological. It's actually like 90% psychological because... You very rarely saw anything. No. I mean, the, but probably it, his, the, the, the Welsh cellmate was the... But it's almost like the um, the the lead up to it that you, you actually kind of see le- the lead up to mm. violence like and that is the growing tension even though you, you it's not really thrown in your face yeah yeah no i thought that was that was really smart um, i i thought about um the parallels with kind of the themes with something like the shawshank redemption mm. shawshank redemption um and how Much um, better time was, you know. The Shawshank Redemption is 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 piffle, really. It's, it's, it's a, a classic, uh, though. I mean, uh, it's it's. But it's, it's do you not like Shawshank though, Redemption? I think it's like the number one rated movie on IMDb or something, or or at I least in the top like three. It, no. I, you, I, I, thought, I think Shawshank Redemption is 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 cliche and. Maybe not cliche is not the right word, but it's it's certainly it's got nothing to do with prison, right? It's it's, it's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale yeah. set in prison. Yeah, um, exploring similar themes of redemption, and, and I think this is a, a very different beast. Yeah. Um, but another thing, the, the, the takeout from this is that, as he said, Janie felt very um, uncomfortable with the violence in it. And um, I think in, in the last episode, something one of the peak violent bits was happening, and she just said, "This is making me feel really upset, uncomfortable mm. inside." So I said to her, "You know, um, just just think about pleasant things like you know unicorns." And she said, "I hate unicorns." <laughs> Who hates unicorns, Danny? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I, I don't know. It's I like was shocked. Maybe it's like Zoe. I, uh, maybe if I imagine that if Zoe's in a bad mood and you like say, "Oh, it's all right, Zoe. Have have like a a sweet or something that normally she would bite her <laughs> hand off to have." She's like, "I don't like oh, sweets." <laughs> it, but she actually genuinely like doesn't like, like she, unicorns. She actually doesn't like unicorns. She she was actually vehement. Jane doesn't not like anything at all. She's she likes horses. Person. She likes horses. Does she like horns? But I think we we discussed it. We discussed time. Yeah. For about thirty seconds, and then discussed unicorn for about half an hour. Right. <laughs> I mean, and I think it's the growing the growing ubiquity of unicorns that Jane is somewhat resentful of. Right. So in order to comfort her, of all the things I could have 
said, I, I said the worst possible thing. What was the second worst possible things you could have said? Oh, uh, she also doesn't like llamas. <laughs> you know, evil, evil llamas. Oh. For the same reason. You know, kids, kids, kids pyjamas and, and, and cutesy artwork. Is it because neither of them truly exist? Because <laughs> <laughs> neither llamas nor unicorns are real creatures. Yeah. <laughs> llamas are... So that are, was my main... They're just like stretched alpacas, aren't they? <laughs> What's the one that isn't an alpaca or a llama? A turtle? A turtle? <laughs> I mean, that's not an alpaca or a llama. What is it in the same, same family as alpacas and llamas? It's like a, um, like a, like a quokka. No. No, it is. It's not, it's, well, that's an Australian thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. There's a third thing. There's a, there's a llama, alpaca and a... Okay. Look it up. What, like, why don't we set that as a as a question for the for the for the listener? Also, yeah, I've some. actually like so when I was feeling um, unwell yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, James sent me an amazing video of Zoe um, saying oh, yeah. something which I could hardly decode until you told me what she said and then it was yeah, I yeah. watched it like 15 times it was brilliant um <laughs> so we're going to um play that either on the sh- well I'll play it on the show but I'll also I could put the actual video on the or yeah, it, yeah, yeah so we so can we, put yeah, the no. we'll put the video in the show notes like we didn't do last week for the uh <laughs> for the songs that we were supposed to listen to um but yeah, so as a competition, I want people to write or or phone in Send to the voicemail. Addressed envelope. Tell us word for word what you think Zoe is saying, and the closest because per- no one's going to get it word for word. Surely, the no. closest the closest person. The closest person wins a fossil or phosphorus, a three hundred and sixty million year old fossil of a of a, of a straight shelled uh, Kevlar board. Right, perfect. Like an ammonite. Like a pond and there's a peggy in my garden. My goodness gracious me. My goodness gracious me. Well, Danny, should we sign off for this moment and come back to record part three, the third and final part, shortly? Sure. Um, just quickly, I was yep. just... Very quickly going to mention a movie that we watched, which was called The Farewell on Netflix. I don't know if you've heard or seen of it, but um, basically it's kind of a comedy um, set in China of a grandmother who is diagnosed with cancer, but the family choose to lie to her and not tell her that she's diagnosed with cancer. Yes, no, I have heard of it, yep. It, it, was, it was actually really good. Um, so now I've told you what it was about, told you it was good, maybe check it out and we can discuss it another time. Another thing was White Tiger, which we watched, um, which yep. the, the, everything about it made it look like it was going to be kind of a feel-good comedy drama type thing, yep. but it was very much the harsh realities of living in India. And um, sure, sure. I think that could also isn't be... It, isn't it based on a Booker Prize winning novel, wasn't it? Yes. 
I don't know about the prize, but I know it's based on a book. And I, I think, I think, it and I think that the writer also directed the movie, I believe. The, okay. write, the writer of the book. Um, given that we may be talking Mr. Chai next week, it might be a good one to watch. And we can actually send it to him to watch if he can get a telly from somewhere. <laughs> I mean, he's got a computer. I was thinking, mm. I was thinking uh, if we can arrange recording next Wednesday, um, I will cook you, this is an invitation to you and to Mr. Chai, um, I will cook you a vegan curry. That sounds... To prior to recording. Marvellous. And I might even be able to drag Anna over for, for vegan curry and chai. Perfect. She may even Let's... sit quietly in the corner for that. <laughs> oh, she's right behind Stomping me. Stomping quietly in the corner. She stopped. She stomped so quietly. I didn't know she was coming. No, I turned around to check that I, I wasn't going to get smacked, and she was right behind me, <laughs> about to smack. About you. to smack me. Yeah. Justifiably so. Well, she's now waving bananas in my ear. We'll sign off on that note, and uh, we'll be back after this. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome to part three. Jolly, welcome, jolly. jolly oh, wait, welcome. Do have to, is, that, is that now like brand infringement? Well, no, now that if, if, if we become massive, then they might get shirty. But I suspect, A, they will... Although, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that if we get massive, it's because we said jolly, welcome, jolly no, back. But, but, but it's certainly it's, it's part of their sh- dick. Um, well, it's but part they of also seem like lovely people. And we credited them for it. Yeah. So jolly welcome, jolly back to... But not this episode. and take a seat, a podcast about gaming. <laughs> um, so, Danny, did you listen to those recordings I sent you? No. <laughs> Part three I've been unwell. Really quick. <laughs> I've been unwell. Um, I did, so just... About an hour before we started recording, yep. I started listening to the album. Off a Rex. That Bites. one. Yeah. I listened to three tracks. Yep. And I wasn't getting on with it. Yeah. So, and or, or wasn't in the mood for yep. it. And we were in the living room. Yeah. I was actually really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and so I will listen another time. But cool. I think, um, yeah, I, I thought it was... The, the the conversation me and Anna were having were about were about <laughs> the conversations <laughs> were about. And could I, should, should we, should we, should we, do you want a bit of background on the on the album first? I only listened to the first three tracks. Okay, so so let's not go into a deep dive. But I'll, I'll say so. Last week we discussed um, folk music, and and, and um, I suggested trembling bells as kind of the modern equivalent of a Fairport convention doing traditional tra- traditional music with a kind of uh, electric rock band backing. Um, then it occurred to me that a better example, because I think Trembling Bells are more complicated than that, um, a better example would be Offa Rex, which is um, Olivia Cheney, who is a traditional folk singer who now does singer-songwritery stuff as well, backed by the Decemberists, who are a kind of Americana band. Um, and the story was that the, the lead guy, the Decemberists, got in touch with Olivia Cheney and said, do you want to be Shirley Collins to our Albion band? 
So they got together and recorded this album of, of traditional folk tunes, much like Shirley Collins and the Albion Band did in 1970, 71. Um, so it's, it's probably the most direct parallel with Fairport, which is why I substituted Trembling Bells for Offer X. And the album's called Queen of Hearts. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed her voice. And I actually, uh, I probably enjoyed, so she sings on track one and track three, and he sings on track two. I wasn't familiar with any of them, and I preferred her to him in general. Like, the, 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 the vibe of track one and track three are more up my alley, I think, yep. than maybe track two. Track two being, um, it's, a, it's a union song called uh, Black Leg Miner, which is um, a traditional song um, about mining and, and the importance of joining the union and not crossing the picket line and what happens if you're a scab. Um, originally, well, not originally recorded, but, but the most famous recording is on Steel Eye Span's first album, in 1970, I think it's it's a fairly fairly direct cover of their interpretation of the traditional song. Right. Do you, when you listen to that album, yep, understand what they're saying? <laughs> like the actual words. <laughs> actual work. Like, can you hear words? I can almost I can hardly have, hear language in it. Mate. Pardon? That's how we have a conversation. I hear your Pardon? words and I put words back to you and then you hear them and it's like, you know, like tennis. Pardon? <laughs> See what you're doing there. Finally, thank you. Um, so... Um, I'm, the Offer Rex album is is um, very standards. They're the very, very famous traditional songs. So right. I was familiar with a lot of them and the arrangements from late 60s, 70s folk right. albums. So okay. I knew the words to a lot of them. Um, right. So yes, I understood <laughs> the words. Well, okay, uh, I, I'll give you my short review from The Uninitiated, because I'm not, I don't know the songs. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the sound of it. I thought yep. it was recorded really well. I enjoyed that actually, like, from a purely musical perspective, it's actually quite complex and unpredictable. Okay. Like, and and that, that, that might be a folk tradition because they kind of, you know, I guess, I guess it predates modern music's very grid-like structure of when sure. to change chords and all that sort of sure, stuff. Sure. Like, it, it's much more driven by the vocal line, right? Yep. than it is by... Well, I guess, I mean, they're ballads, aren't they? So they're, they're collections of... of um, it's, it's not like a, a, you know, modern songs. <laughs> modern songs. I'm thinking, like, the Beatles, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of pop music has, has intro, verse, chorus, middle eight, chorus, yeah, 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 outro, yeah. whatever. Um a lot of these these traditional songs are, are, um, are ballads or broadsides, which are just blocks of four lines or blocks of six lines or eight lines, and as many as you know you like. Um, oh, I've lost you. Oh, oh no! I think at this stage 
James's battery might have run out. <laughs> so, uh, he'll no doubt plug in and call me back, but we'll be back after this. Welcome back. Three. <laughs> I didn't No, actually, that. just, you don't, it doesn't matter, because you clapped at the beginning. I can right. sync them up and then chop them. So you were telling me about the, the, like, the structure of folk music. Well, no, no, I, I was just, just, just thinking about why, but it doesn't, it doesn't, my thought was, was that sort of modern popular music has, has, um, I thought it pop rock music has intro, verse, chorus, middle eight, whatever, uh, whereas traditional music um, is, is a series of basically just verses, right? But that doesn't explain why you said you enjoyed the musical complexity of Offer X, because um, that would imply that. Um, well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's I'm not, I'm not necessarily I, when I say complex. I mean it's it's more unpredictable to me, um, right? As as a music, and I think the reason, like folk music, traditional music. It sounds to me, because I'm, I'm not hugely experienced with it, but it sounds to me like it's very much around a vocal line, which is then harmonised, rather than modern music, which is probably more chords first and yeah. then singing on top. So what that means is that the music completely follows the thread of the singer yeah. wherever the singer decides to take it in whatever structure the lyrics sit rather than unnecessarily making things an extra bar longer instrumentally just because it's neater musically. Yeah. It's like, so, so it means that it's, it's, it's more unpredictable than obviously modern music such as the Beatles and, <laughs> and since. Um, yeah. Interestingly, um, traditional folk was largely, traditional um, ballads were largely a cappella. Um, which might feed into that. Indeed, some of the more, um, like in the fifties, the the um, strict folk clubs really frowned upon any accompaniment at all. Like an acoustic guitar was the equivalent of Dylan going electric. Right, there was Judas moments left, right, and centre. Um, Were they? Would they use like? Uh, percussion instruments or anything? Let just like to keep just, a, keep a pulse. That would be just that's where clapping. You, that's where your fingers in your tapping. ear acoustic. You know, fingers in your ear folk club cliche comes from is is just tapping on the knee. Anything like oh, that? Yeah. Probably, but literally just a cappella. I've got albums. Spoons. Spoons. Clomping um, of. I've, I would of not, shoes. <laughs> there's there's a horse horse shoes. Eh? Coconuts. Um, there's some beautiful a cappella um, stuff that we'll get into at some point if 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 we can get you that deep into folk. There's some um, mm-hmm. Anne Briggs and, and and various other stuff, like the Watersons, which are a harmony group. Mm. Wonderful. But that's that's kind of that's year two of your folk degree. That's, I think that the cold. conversation we were having with Anna, and if I am misquoting her, she can come up here and tell us herself. But um, <clears throat> she was she was arguing that, to her at least, 
listening to music is a response to a mood. Yeah. Like, whereas I was saying that to me, I am much more... um, I don't know if this is exactly what I said or how I said it, or whether I even said it at all, or whether it's something I'm just thinking about now. But (laughs) I I think it's... um, I'm I'm much more open to just listening to anything and seeing what it makes me feel. So you don't need to be in in a specific mood for a specific. That there will definitely be ta- specific times where I'm specifically not in the mood for specific sure, things, sure. but I will I will always give them a go. And if I'm not, if it's not, I mean, you know, for me, I. At, putting that album on we were sat on the couch it was coming through the surround sound i had spotify on the tv so there was no other distractions and i was just listening to it whereas anna wasn't connecting with it so she was like looking at her phone and Mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. saying this isn't really like doing it for me right now whereas i was so i was kind of allowing myself to be taken on the journey no no uh, she's correcting me hold up (laughs) what Yeah, so so she's she's not saying she didn't like it, and she wasn't eliminating it completely. But she, she was wasn't in the mood. You know what? And 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 what it was what I just said to James was, you were saying, you have to be in the right mood for it, and you were saying that listening to music for you is a response to being in a certain mood, most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time, not always, but I, I'm. Um, <clears throat> I'm with with Anna on that one. I mean, um, oh no! Yeah, finding the right can you hear me music for the for the mood you're in. Is, oh, is you can't hear me, can you? Hugely important. You can't hear me. You can't hear me. Again, can you? We? You've gone. Brrr, <coughs> you're going brrr, <laughs> in my head. Oh, hold on. Hold I'm going to unplug so we can record some of this noise. <laughs> this is, is what better? I'm hearing. Is that in that my head. Oh, stop. You've come back. Hold on. I'm going to plug you back in. Right, cool. Well, anyway, um, so, yeah, the the playlist uh, didn't get very far into that. I think if we're going to discuss (coughs) music Mm -hmm. and you're going to have, because you're going to bring your knowledge and stuff about, like, you know, uh, the history of the music and, Mm. and all that sort of stuff. It's probably not a good idea to give me 20 songs to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's probably better to pick one or two or, or an album to like, or a track or two that, that has some significance. So, so here's, here's the thing with, with that playlist. Um, so last week we discussed the concept of looseness and I wanted to know from you how something can be so ragged and yet work still so what I put together for you was 20 tracks by um, five, two, two tracks each by five or six artists um, right, right, right. so I, I think maybe if you go through those and then you can mm. find one or two that, that, that are loose as far as you can do you know what I mean that, that, that describe it okay. to you um, right. mm-hmm there also I, I sent Danny um, stuff by Bobby Charles, by Neil Young, Big Star, John Martin, and the Stones. So give them a listen, and then and 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 I will. And if we get round to doing show notes this week, 
we should put the put the lists out and the other album yeah. out for people to listen to. I think, which we'll then talk um, about in the week after next. So next week, hopefully, if we're all at one hundred percent recovery status, which I'm sure we're going we to be. get back together at yours for a a curry, a curry, and that'd be lovely. Um, and a chai with Mister Chai, and Anna's more than welcome, and and. Janie will be here, and, and you might even see Zoe before she goes to bed, and it'll be delightful. Cool. And we'll record yes. Mr. Chai. We shall. Yes. And uh, so, I guess we should maybe sign off. I'm, I'm more than happy say... to sign off. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah, have a cup of tea. Have a cup of tea.